Welcome to HealthCast. I'm your host, Sarah Seibert. GovCIO Media and Research is live here at the 2022 HIMSS Conference in Orlando. Throughout this week, we'll be releasing special episodes, catching up with federal leaders at the show across our podcast platforms, including GovCast and CyberCast. Today, we're joined by Holly Jowers, Program Executive Officer of Defense Healthcare Management Systems at HIMSS 2022. She's going to dive into her session on enhancing electronic health records. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so I learned some exciting news yesterday uh, during your session. Not only are you a Nats fan, um, <laughs> but you're also in your final site rollout. So that's exciting. Congratulations. Yeah, well, we just kicked off the final final site rollout. So we've got about 12 what we call waves in flight. And so that is, um, we wave is like a collection of our, our, our sites, a cohort that's going live together. And so our deployment phase for change management adoption is about a 15-month time. So we just kicked off the the last CONUS wave uh, when I say, you know, um, in the U.S., and then we're getting ready to go overseas. So we'll be finished in about 18 months. We're That's so exciting. Very excited. <laughs> it's a huge milestone. Yes, yes, it really is. So as you're wrapping up uh, CONUS and getting all the systems in place, what are some of the technologies you're using to enhance workflows and continually build uh, to improve? Well, it starts, you know, a lot of it is foundational, right, with this, the standardization of workflows. So in order to optimize, you really got to start with that standard. Um, I think there's many folks here have talked about, you know, different sites do different things. And then you start to to look at how can you take those best practices and create a great enterprise standard. So we start with a foundation. And then we start to look at where where do we have gaps, where do we need to optimize, or where are there great innovative ideas out there. Um, as we just went live um, in San Antonio, we really started to pull um, trauma, burn, ECMO, those new workflows on um, onto the system, and that's I think that is a tremendous opportunity for them to actually get some of those um, critical high acuity care uh, into the record. Um, we established. Um, of MHS Video Connect, which we we talked a little bit about in the session yesterday, but um, I wanted to expand a little bit on it because it really it enables us to do not just patient-to-provider video visits, but we can start to do provider-to-provider, and how can we get consultative care uh, from specialties in a really, you know, we're distributed nationwide, right? And so what you have in maybe Minot, North Dakota, may not be the same um, specialties that you have in, say, a large area market. So how do we start to leverage that? How do we leverage it for readiness, um, behavioral health, right? How do you start to really break that stigma of coming in somewhere for behavioral health and really expand those opportunities? So we're really exploring a lot in that virtual health space and extending it as part of the workflow. So it's really important. I think we talk a lot about tools and innovative tools, and it's great. Obviously, you know, we're IT people, right? We like to talk about tools. Um, but really, it's about how do you make those almost invisible so that they're an extension of the workflow so that um, if it's a provider-to-patient interaction or even a large group of behavioral health, like that, that, that we're enabling that without um, making the tool the center of it, right? That, that that's an extension and that it's not a separate activity. It's just a natural extension of how they're going to do their business. And, and that's kind of a paradigm shift, um, you know, from thinking of virtual health as this separate thing to, to an extension of workflow. So those are just a, a few. I'm like, I mean, I could talk. Um, I know you probably have a few more questions for me, but talk registries, really looking at, I think I touched on this as well, but registries um, 
how we start to connect different elements of data to drive uh, clinical care and clinical decision-making. So if you, uh, we've seen it with um, COVID, uh, with the trauma registry, if you start to look at someone who has other, like, comorbidities or other risk areas, and you can pull that data together, you're like, oh, wow, that person needs to get into therapy right now. We were able to pull that information together with a registry to see it. So how can we expand that to other predictive tools when you start to look at diabetes or opioid management or other other areas? So anyway, I'm very excited about, but it's it's really, it's starting with getting those enterprise standards and and then optimizing. And so I'm super excited about what the single common record like brings brings to the table there. Yeah, that's really, really exciting, and I look forward to seeing how those tools develop. Uh, And as you just mentioned, and I know you mentioned in your session yesterday, too, um, it's not about the tool necessarily, but having that paradigm shift. Uh, So how are you implementing change management to make sure that it's not just another tech tool and right. it becomes part of the right it's foundation. really it's really you know adoption and and understanding the why um, we all have to have, you know, we're in an IT world right now, right? We all use these tools to do jobs, whether it's your, your Microsoft suite for your system or now you're starting to use Zoom and all these other, other activities to do our jobs. And well, in the, in the clinical community, um, you know, it's how do we do it for coordinated care, right? That's first and foremost. How are we, um, are we, um, looking at it from, uh, what that coordinated workflow? And making sure people understand this is not just building a document, right? A lot of people, I think it's a misnomer when we say electronic health record because people think of it as just, here's my list of things in my record. It's really about how you deliver care. And so that's one of the first things we talk about, right? You are not building a document. You are caring for a patient that happens to build a document at the end, right? That's the first thing we talk about. And then we have these things called um, commander's workshops, which, uh, you know, it sounds, okay, uh, you know, what do you do? Well, we build the cohort. So I talked about the waves coming together. We talk to them early on. This is what you can expect. This is why we're doing it. We bring in um, commanders from previous sites. This is the experience I went through. I sat through this. I heard it all. Here's what I didn't listen to. <laughs> Here's what I did listen to, right? Those lessons learned. So they're not just observations. We're actually pulling those lessons from the, the individuals who went through the experience and being able to shape that. So it's not just me from a, you know, a program perspective saying, this is, this is what you should do, right? It's, we're, we're hearing it and building it from really from the ground up. And we lay expectations out. Like, you know, it's, it's sort of this anxiety driven thing. Oh my gosh, I'm going through this huge change, right? Well, how do we break it into steps? Month by month, here's what you can expect. We have a suite of tool, a suite available for them to see, okay, here's the comms things I should be doing. Um, here's what I should expect each month. And then have that phone a friend relationship, right? To be able to help them through it. So that's one piece. And then from a deployment perspective, um, we leveraged, we create a program, we call it Pay It Forward. It's, again, sounds pretty obvious, but it's taking those um, end users from sites or super users from sites and bringing them to uh, the next site so that they're at elbow 
with those folks. And, and, and a lot of it is confidence building. Yep. You're doing it right. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> to say, right. So you, Cause you have so much anxiety. We forget that human nature. I mean, everybody wants to say, Oh, the resistance to the change, but there's just, am I going to be able to do my job? Well, is this going to keep me from doing my job? So, so some of it is actually, you know, helping with the system, but a lot of it is building their confidence and using the system. And so once the providers are confident that they can do their job effectively, it changes the whole paradigm on how they use it. And then we start talking about those real capability needs, right? Versus is just using the system. So that's one um, aspect. Um, and then, you know, it's, you know, we talk about training and, and there's no perfect training way to do this right. So we, we kind of have the, you hear, you, you see it, you hear it, you do it. Uh, mentality, right? And that's pretty, pretty standard, especially repetition for adult learning, right? You want to hear it over and over again, right? I know I need to hear it seven times, seven ways, right? Um, and so we have a pretty robust process for that. And the, the biggest thing that I have seen is we, we've got this data behind us now and we can start to actually use our own analytics to see where we're going to have risk areas. So I can look at adoption metrics and see, okay, there's a specific department or clinical specialty that we really need to concentrate our resources on because I know that there's a risk area here. Um, and again, it's not a scorecard to grade people. It's really so we know where to help people. And, and I think the biggest, um, shift is when I, when we talk to those commanders, it's really about us helping them. Like, like I said, it's not a scorecard. I'm not grading you on what you're doing. It's how can I help you? I'm here to do this with you, not for you, not to you. Again, easy to say, but it just becomes part of that. Um, it's, it's all about human nature and, and easing anxieties and making sure people are comfortable with their job and are job ready. And again, sounds oversimplified, but any, really it's any enterprise IT, right? Um, we, we tend in the IT world to focus on here's some buttons you need to click and here's what you need to do. And it's really about transforming how you think about your job. So. That's a great answer. I know having that engagement and feedback is essential to building trust in a system as well as the leadership as well. So that's great to hear. Yeah, the secret sauce, the leaders on the ground. I said it yesterday. It, it really is. I can't, I can't stress it enough. We've, we've seen it time and time again. Some phenomenal leaders that are really, they understand the why. That's good. So as you're working to um, build communications and share these lessons learned uh, with VA or, you know, the providers as well, like how is the Joint Health Information Exchange helping in that? It's one of the things I'm, I'm so excited. What I've seen in the last two years with, you know, we launched uh, the Joint Health Information Exchange, both DOD and VA had exchanges previously, different different levels. But w when when we came together and created that single door, we call it like the single door that people need to knock on to get information and for us to share information, it really changed. It was a game changer. And so I think we're covered about you know sixty five to seventy percent of hospital networks now. With um, we uh, the exchanges we're currently on, and we're bringing on care quality uh, later this year, and that's going to take us to about ninety percent of hospital network coverages. So now you start to look at okay. There's, there's still an adoption challenge, right? Like, do, so how do the providers know what's there? How do you take that to the referral management office? How do you start to integrate those things? So, you know, how, it, it's, it's one thing to say, yes, the data is now available, but people have to use it. And, and the, one of the most exciting things we're starting to do in improvements there is get to um, a capability where we get more computable data and trusted partners. So once we have trusted partners, the doctor will no longer have to reconcile that data, right? So it'll just be there. So today that information is available and they look at it and say, yep, that's, that, that, that should go in the record. 
because everybody has different quality of data standards, right? You know, from an IT perspective, you don't want to bring bad data in. So we, you know, there's a, a way to look at that. And what this is going to bring with the trusted partner framework is that the doctor, the you know, the, the joint HIE will go out, prefetch uh, information the night before an appointment, and it'll already be in the record when a doctor pulls it up. So we're bringing that on board. I mean, it just, I feel like that's, we, we have barely tapped the potential there for what that brings to the table. That is so exciting. I look forward to seeing how that evolves. Uh, so moving forward, what are some things that you're most excited about or looking to progress? Well, I, again, I think it's, I mean, the partnership with the VA, how we look at converging our workflows, how we look at joint sites um, to see, because there is, I, I think uh, Mr. Chinston talked a lot about, he talked yesterday about the James A. Level Federal Healthcare Center in North Chicago, really integrated site, but there are sharing sites all over the country where um, DOD and VA are working together in partnership to do community care. And so as we start to make that easier on the provider, easier on the patient, um, looking at optimizing like our patient portal, how do we enhance that patient experience, right? That's, that's the, you know, one of the next things. Where, where do we look at um, those things that the patient is experiencing sort of shift our gear from, okay, adoption from the provider to enhancing that patient experience. And so I think we're just starting to really look at, at what the possibilities are there. And I love being here and seeing all the great things that all the industry partners have um, that really focus on that patient experience. It's pretty exciting. Yeah, it's great to see. Some of the things I've seen walking the floor is just mind-blowing. <laughs> and the espresso machines, have you seen? Yeah. Hot cookies. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us today. It was great to hear about some of the improvements you've made to each EHR, and I look forward to seeing where it's headed. All right. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Follow our other shows for more coverage throughout the conference this week. You can head over to govciomedia.com to find more HIMSS insights and to subscribe to our newsletter. HealthCast, along with GovCast and CyberCast, is a production of GovCIO Media and Research. For more podcasts and to check out the other shows, head to govciomedia.com. Watch out for new episodes released every Tuesday and Wednesday across our shows. You can follow all of them in your favorite podcast platform. And if you like what you heard, make sure to let us know by leaving a review. And if you have any topics you think we should look into, contact us at newsletter at gcio.com.